Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. We're back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And what's up, Funky? Just got paid Friday <laughs> night. Hey, I got my shiny shirt on. I'm ready to go to the club, honey. Tear the club up. Tear the club up. <laughs> You've been giving us a few different, you got a few different colors of the shiny shirt, I see. That clothing stipend, child, I had to spin it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we need another one of those, actually. Yeah, I know. No, I, child, I went to the guest store the other day when I went out to uh, for drinks after the gym, and they have 40% off of everything in the store. And, you know, for New Year's Eve, you'd be looking for shiny stuff. And for me, because I'm so small and petite and my back is so small that when I find items that look good on me, I try to get them in every color. So I got this shirt in like four colors. Al, do you feel like he was coming for us by saying his back was so small? <laughs> back so small, but belly so big. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, Al, finishing up when you're strong. That's the, that's the type of backs, show we do tonight. We got big backs, Claudia. Uh, my back is small now. I think we have big backs. But, you know, in Funky's world, he's so much younger and thinner than us. You know what right. I mean? Funky's Young world. and supple. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He thinks he's so demure. He ain't. <laughs> Hey, all right. Are we drinking tonight? Because it's we we got some days off coming up. Are we drinking tonight? Believe it or not, I'm not. Whatever y'all had, y'all must have passed it to me through the screen. I'm drinking some Lipton tea with Theraflu in it, trying to like get me to. I got a head hurting and some congestion. Um, trying to get me right for the bar later on tonight. Ah, uh, not me. Back to my buttery Chardonnay for the holiday. Okay. So. I'm going to chill because I know this holiday I'm, I'm going to go to Rhode Island. I'm going to go to Jamaica. I'm going to be just like out there. So I just mm-hmm. need to build up the immune system because we have, we have been kind of like all suffering respiratory sick. things. Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question. Are y'all eggnog drinkers? I haven't heard nobody say nothing about eggnog. I love eggnog. I have uh-huh. some in my fridge right now. They have Jack Daniels has a, a but it's not, it doesn't have alcohol in it, but it's like they have a really good, yeah. um, like you, y'all like it? I do. My dad used to buy it from the farm store. Um, when we were kids, but I have not had any eggnog in years. I like it when I'm visiting people and they have it. I'm not going out of my way to buy it. I like it so yummy. Ooh, maybe I'll have some later on. Okay, let's get into the show. All right, Taraji P. Henson revealed that she's thinking about leaving the industry due to the pay gap disparities. And in an emotional interview, the actress said, it seems like every time I do something and I break another glass ceiling, when it's time to renegotiate, I'm at the bottom again. I'm tired. Do you guys understand Taraji's frustration? And let's remember, Monique has been speaking about this for years, but Monique received backlash. Are we ready for this conversation now? Al, what do you think? You know what? Like you said, you know, Monique has been talking about this. She rang the alarm back after Precious, which was 14 years ago, and we didn't take it like this. Um, I, I just find it very interesting that Monique rang the alarm around Precious, and that too was produced by Oprah. Taraji's now ringing the alarm during Color Purple, and that's produced by Oprah. So I'm wondering, is this got something to do with Oprah and what she's playing her actors? That's the real tea for me, and that's what I want to talk about, because this is nothing new. The pay disparity is nothing new. The conversation is nothing new. It is interesting, though, that it's coming from two of our large African-American female actresses, and they're in business with what would be considered one of our most successful Black female women in media. The most, right? Q, what do you think? You know, so to your point about the Monique situation, Monique was saying the same thing, but I think it was Monique's delivery 
and her lack of charm in this space that made people want Monique to go away. As it relates to Taraji, you know, I too, I'm like, okay, is she on the Color Purple press tour or is this like a therapy session? And I am curious to know, you know, the, the pay disparity conversation is coming up. I would be curious to know, uh, did she feel she got paid her worth on the Color Purple, right? I wasn't going to make this comment when I, when I was reading the stories earlier, but I'm going to go ahead and say it because it's what's on my heart. Um, I completely understand Taraji being tired. I completely understand the feeling of feeling like something is unfair. And when she did the breakdown and said, you know, you get 10 million, Uncle ha Sam take half, your team get 30, and that 10 turns into two. While I sympathize and I feel bad for her, most of us, Taraji, would love to go do a three-month project and net $2 million. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's 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 kind of like sympathy for her. And the other part of me is like rich people problems. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. the average American is out here making $60,000. And, 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 you know, you and Kiki and Gabrielle and all these other people chimed in and said, you guys have to work. You guys work so much because you have to. But y'all also live in million-dollar houses and live million-dollar lifestyles. So, you know, it's, I'm just a little scatterbrained with this one. I think you could be a little – it's more impactful if you don't compare her to the average American because she's not. And it's a kind of work like the average American that started their career fresh out of college, say 22, 25, whatever. They've been working steady for 30 years, right? All right. So they have a steady pay – acting, you know, there's a lot of grinding, a lot of free jobs before you finally hit. When you finally do hit, it's like, ah, I finally got there. So those 10, 15 years of not making any money is supposed mm -hmm. to pan out now. Now, I would compare to other actors. I think that's where it would be more fair. She said on Benjamin Buttons, she got 2% of what Brad Pitt got. Mind you, we can say Brad Pitt's a huge star, but isn't Taraji P. Henson a pretty good, pretty big name star too? 2% of what your, your co-star got is insane to me can you imagine but um i just feel like when you think when you compare it to your white counterparts yeah. like we've all seen viola davis did you all see the video of her where she I said did, when she said i got the this i got the this and they yeah. call me the black meryl street yeah she is the black street, and she she gets no, nowhere near the, the money or the accolades which is crazy I think her conversation would have been more impactful if she didn't do the breakdown of what she brings home, because that's everybody's breakdown in Hollywood. Once you get paid, you you have to pay taxes, you have to pay your manager, your agent, <clears throat> and then you have your take home. I think what she she would have been more impactful if she said, listen, in these last three movies that I've done, this is what I made compared to other people who are at the same level I am. If she had done that, I think it would have landed much better, but her giving me a breakdown of what she bring home based off of what she makes, it really doesn't drive the inequity conversation any deeper or any further. Well, yeah, when someone hears 2 million, no one's gonna feel sorry for you. Yeah, well, exactly. Outside of the business, I get that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, gotta want, I also wanna point out something else that is, is glaring to me, it's like a glaring fact in this. When it comes to black women, you have to have the right tone, the right messaging, the right outfit. Can't have too much bass in your voice because how we all, everyone just ignored Monique because she came up too aggressive and it wasn't charming enough. But when some, then Taraji does it and she cries, like it's never perfect. It's never good enough. It's like at the end of the day, the message should be what the message is. The message is the pay discrepancy between black women right. and white folks in Hollywood and pay raises. Matter of fact, Fox Soul, it's about that time. Hey, we got our fourth season for us to get our raise. You know, I have one last thing I wanted to add, too. In fairness, can we say that a Taraji P. Henson movie grosses what her white counterparts gross in their movies? And I'm just asking, could that be a factor? Yeah, you're on the same level. Yeah, you've been in the game the same amount of time. But the movies that you are in don't necessarily gross as much 
as the movies as some of the other people because they're a bit more mainstream. Could could that be a factor? Oh no, that's one hundred and ten percent a factor. It's your rate, and you know it's it's hard for black females to teeter this line as well as black males. If you continue to do, and I'm going to say it, not many people will say it or tell you in the entertainment business. If you continue to do certain levels or types of movies, your rate won't change. You have if once you start, you know, breathing that rare air like a Brad Pitt, he's moved his rate to a different tax bracket, right? And you have to hold strong to that. You can't like do a color purple or what was the big movie she was in? Um, Jeez, I can't think. But you can't do a big movie, then go back down to a small movie. You can't do it because your your rate isn't sticking. And that that I understand is her for what is one of her frustrations as well. But you have to use the same tactics that the mainstream A-listers use, and that's one of them. But you don't have the same amount of opportunity, so you don't have yeah, the luxury. So yeah, you can yeah. do you can star in a big that's a or in the urban market, a huge budget film, but then your phone ain't ringing for five, six, seven years. So That's when that right. other movie comes for 150, you can't turn it down. Although yep. your cue, your rate, right? Is mm -hmm. okay, my rate is a million dollars now. Well, what are you gonna do? Just wait till another million dollar roll comes, which is right. far and few in between. The same five women are competing for all of them. The new hot girl gets them all. It is impossible to do, to move the way the white people do. It is impossible mm -hmm. for us to do it. We can't. So you see people go do BT movies, Lifetime movies. We have A-listers, mm -hmm. our own Vivica Fox. A-listers, she ran the 90s and she does movies for Lifetime. She's a bona fide movie star and I can't critique her because what are you gonna do? Wait around for another five, six million dollar movie or just never, and then never work in the meantime or take the money that comes because it's still a cute check. 150 here, 200 there, 250, you know what I mean? And it's sad because ideally, right? Once you establish yourself as a movie star, all right, my rate is this now, I'm never going back. But black people don't have the rate and they don't yeah. fund black films the way they fund white films. Yeah, but that, that's that's the rub, right? That's the it rub. Is. If you go and take those lowers, then cue to your question, that's where the inequity in the in the, in the rate is. That's where the inequity in the pay is. But anyway, I think we have to go to the next topic. She said real quick. She said, um, "I negotiate and break all these glass ceilings, and then I have to start all over from the bottom." So she it's doesn't. Really show I, up. I totally yeah. get her pain. So let's yeah. move on. All right. Donald Trump is definitely on the naughty list in Colorado. According to the state's Supreme Court, Trump has been disqualified from the 2024 primary ballot. What are your thoughts on this news? Let's go to you first, Funky. I'll see it when I believe it. Um, you know, this man has been able to throw more Hail Mary plays. Mm -hmm. the, the federal Supreme Court is stacked in his favor with that damn Clarence Thomas. All we got over there is Katanji. And, and right. All we got. And, and is this one of those things where if, if it's like four to one, the four wins, if it's one of those things, the Supreme Court is stacked in his favor. Now, uh, we have we have two. We have two. Right. Claudia, we have three. We have, we we have three, three, two or three. Q, so hopefully there's hope. The thing here is this is either a blip or it's going to be monumental. And the reason why it's a blip or it's going to be monumental is because January 5th in the state of Colorado is when the ballots go out. January 4th is when the ruling on this goes into effect, right? So January 4th, he's to be removed. January 5th, the ballots will go out. But if he appeals to the Supreme Court and they accept the appeal, not even rule in the appeal, but accept the appeal, then he's allowed to go on all ballots. And that is even in the other 11 states that are falling suit to what Colorado is trying to do, like Oregon, Minnesota, Maine, Michigan. These are all states that are using Colorado as a blueprint to try to get his name off the ballot. My thing is this man always finds a way to slime his way out of something. And if that Supreme Court is our only option, we may be in trouble for 2024. If the Supreme Court truly wants to follow the letter of the Constitution, he would actually they would actually rule against him. Because right. if you look at the Constitution, OK, you know, politics is my thing. This man has committed an act that we all know he's done. He incited an insurrection. Per the Constitution, that is enough to have you disqualified from being placed on the ballot. It says no presidential candidate who has been said to incite an insurrection can be on the ballot. So what is the problem? Now, it ain't going to really do nothing for us in Colorado because that's a that's that's a blue state. It's not going to do anything for us in Oregon or California. But where it is going to hit him in the ass is where he's actually making some leeway in the polls, which is Minnesota 
in Wisconsin and Michigan. So listen, the Supreme Court, we know you have zero credibility. If you want to get some of it back, rule the right way. But you all know if Barack Obama incited an insurrection, he would not be on the ballot in any states except mm-hmm. maybe Georgia. I don't know. Oh, true. <laughs> Illinois. All right. Coming up next, we're covering stories that got us saying, not me, girl. And later, Drew Sedora has a few demands for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to the over 5,000 people in our chat. We see you and happy holidays. All right, y'all, listen, we pretty much hear crazy news stories every day that got us saying, Not me, girl. <laughs> Not me, girl. Okay. First up, 100 Connecticut students will have to retake the SAT exam after they were mistakenly given the wrong test. Now, the college board informed school officials of the problem and stated that it prevents them from accurately scoring the test because it was previously used, which affects the integrity of the process. Would you guys have retaken the test or is it a not me girl, Al? Not me girl. I'm the, that test drove me freaking nuts. I, I And I don't even like standardized tests. It's a lot of pressure and they're expensive. If, if they, this is how I think they should do this. It's not the kid's fault right? Aptitude is aptitude, right? So whoever did well on the test, I think they should keep the scores if the child wants to keep that score. Whoever did bad on the test, they should give that child the opportunity to retake the test. And they should refund everybody for pain and anguish for freaking messing it up. So refund all of them their fee that they paid in order to take that test. Well, probably the people that did good, they won't let them because they're like, well, you you may have uh, been privy to a copy of it, right? So that's probably the problem. I would hate to have to take that again. Q, you taking it again or not me, girl? It's a not me, girl. And this is so stupid, right? It's not like it was issued to the whole United States. It was a small group of students. I mean, 77 students in the grand scheme of everybody who takes the SAT yearly, let them kids go through. I wouldn't take it over, to be honest with y'all. I'm surprised I even got in college. I'll be the first to admit, as smart as I am, I did very mediocre on the SAT because the test was the end. I just gave up. I just started. And I knew, you know, my 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 essays and others. I knew I was going to get in somebody's state school, but I, towards the end of the test, I just bubbled anything. And what school did you go to? Florida State University, <laughs> the prestigious <laughs> Florida State, and got in and D and got your degree in what? In economics. Oh Lord! And they gave my economics degree. <laughs> Do y'all remember your score? I was in well, the I nine. remember mine being extremely high. Extremely I was high. The, I, I think I was like 960. I was in the nines. Al, do you remember yours? Uh, mine was clearly over 1100 because, you know, I was a scholar. I got into all, all the schools I, I got into, I got full scholarship rights. Oh, mine was around 1200. Okay. And I had a fist fight the night before. And, and towards yeah. the end, I. Yeah, I got suspended. <laughs> I, I got into a fight. I took the test. My hand was all messed up. And then I uh, got suspended for 10 days. And that's a whole nother day. We'll get into that another time. Popular Food Network host Guy Ferrari. Uh, wait, how am I saying his name wrong? The guy, dude, recently signed a new $100 million deal with the network and doesn't plan to leave his kids a dime. The host says, my dad says, when I die, you can expect that I'm going to die broke. And if you're going to be paying for the fun- you're going to be paying for the funeral. And he added, and I told my boys, none of this that I've been building are you going to get unless you come and take it from me. Would you guys take a, par- a page out of Guy's book or is it a not me girl? Q, would you do this to your kids? Uh, 
in vanity, I would. I would most definitely set the stage that you're not getting this. But realistically, y'all, that man is not going to build all that wealth and then die and not pass it to his children. I think a lot of parents do this to put in their kids' minds that you're not a trust fund, baby. You're not just about to sit up here and not make anything out of yourself. I mean, what parent wouldn't want to pass on um you know, whatever they built to the kid, who else you gonna give it to or whatever the case may be. So I, 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 I get what he's doing and I, I love it. The same Shaq did the same thing with his kids, but we all know Shaq is, Shaq's gonna pass his wealth to his kids and Guy is gonna do the same thing. I think this is just to get a fire burning up under them that says you have to work and build something too and not just depend on dad. Makes sense to tell them that, right? But what about, remember when um, the, the Hilton family did that? They took a whole bunch of their wealth away that they weren't going to leave to them. They were supposed to get millions. They ended up getting like a smaller amount. Uh, Al, would you do this to your kids? Or oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's a little bit misleading. He's saying you you have to come and take it from him, meaning he is requiring that they go to school and learn a particular trade or get a law degree to help in the business. So I loved how he he's forcing his kids to take interest in the empire that he's building so that he can pass that generational wealth on to them and they can pass it on to their kids and their kids because he is first, gener first generation multimillionaire. But Listen, we know a lot of other wealthy people have done this. Bill Gates <laughs> made it very clear that he's not leaving any of his money to his kids. Warren Buffett said the majority of his his empire is, is going not to his kids. And so did George Lucas. Lucas. And I think that's kind of, that's good. Now, are they going to be taken care of in other ways? I'm pretty sure. But it's I think it's especially for wealthy kids, and we all have wealthy kids friends so most of them are just out here floundering you know most of them are just out here enjoying life and making it up as they go i don't see anything wrong with refocusing them and making them think that they need to contribute as because they're going to get generational wealth from their parents success it's smart to put it out there right because even if he does leave it to them maybe the public will think oh they ain't get the money anyway so maybe mm -hmm. they won't be as targeted all right, comedian Jasmine Brown has always had a mouthful to say about women who are baby mamas, but she's now set to become Cam Newton's third baby mama. During a recent comedy set, Jasmine said, for all those who say, it couldn't be me, until a rich N-word put the pressure on you. Are you here for this, or is it a not-me girl, Al? Oh, and I liked her. No, this is a not me girl. Uh, it's so hypocritical. Something about this just was cringy to me. I haven't figured out why, but it just didn't land well as far as I'm concerned. I thought Jasmine, like I said, I used to like her. I thought she was funny and I thought she was hilarious until she got with Cam. And, and I think my sentiments are shared by those on the internet because it wasn't until she got with Cam that the internet and, 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 and individuals start to turn against her i think and this is just me when when you read the i think that when she read the comments on social media about her announcing being pregnant by him i think those comments got to her and i think because those comments got under her skin she then created this skit to kind of debunk the whole baby mother you know anti-baby mother whatever it was that she was trying to debunk and it just didn't land well was it funny absolutely i laughed at it i thought it was cool but then i was like oh that's kind of weird you've been talking this junk over here for so long and now you done changed your whole tune because you got with a rich man you're losing a lot of credibility for me sister but i do wish you the best if it's what you want i love it all right funky um my sentiments kind of echo echo out it was really funny but i'm here to say this and people oftentimes disagree with me we all got a price we all have a price. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you're faced with, I'm out here grinding. Um, I don't care who you are. Everybody wants the lifestyle. Everybody wants it. And now you got an opportunity to have it very easily. Yeah, it'll make you uh, double back or double speak or re reevaluate some things you said or compromise your morals a little bit we all got a doggone price and and uh, i mean hell who wouldn't want to be cam newton's baby mama mm. uh, so in this number six or seven claudia child child number six baby mama number three yeah so he's a handsome guy successful he was a quarterback so he was a leader of his team um i will say this 
the only thing about this, I'm like, okay, it just kind of, it's like lesson learned, right? Like maybe not to speak on things that we never know. We may end up in that situation ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, let's be clear. It ain't like Jasmine just jumped with Cameron and uh, just got with them and got pregnant by him to set up her lifestyle. This is someone. And she's not broke. She's not broke and she has her own money and she has been dating this man for a long time. She didn't just get with them and just get pregnant. Is she? They've been low-key dating for years, you guys, years. So she finally, you know, she said he mm. put that pressure on her. And I guess the be- the only thing she can do now is turn it into a joke now and be like, hey, man, it's skit. I hope y'all like it and laugh. And only time will tell. Hopefully she ends up a wife. Well, it's cheesy and corny presenting at best. But you know what? The rules do change when you're rich. I'm sorry. The rules when you play up here are different than the rules down here. Being baby mama number three up here looks a hell of a lot more attractive than being baby mama number three down here with the UPS worker. I mean, look at uh, Elon Musk. What's he got, like 10 baby mamas? No, no one say nothing about that. All right, coming up next, Drew Sidora gets candid about her experience on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And later, Cameron Diaz shared her perspective on sleeping in the same bed as your partner. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, in the news of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Drew Sidora shared that she is not coming back to the show unless changes are made and the environment is more inviting. The actress said it was too it was hard because I have to defend these women and then defend myself against my husband too. Like that was a lot. And I feel like they all linked up in some we gonna link up. I just didn't feel good about it at all. What are your thoughts on this? Let's go to you first, Al. <laughs> I guess this is her see you guys later tour because the streets saying that Drew may not return, right? She's one of the ones that's on the cutting board, possibly. I think the message is good, but the message is wrong because Drew, you knew what you signed up for before you signed up. This franchise has been around for a decade. You can't change the model that's making them a lot of money. You can't also participate in it and then because it didn't feel right, say that, hey, I want you to change. Now, if this came from somebody like candy maybe or an old pro that was returning like portia or nini or phaedra of course they have earned the ability to say this is a toxic work environment some things need to change but for somebody new trying to forge your way into a brand a a, a brand that's been around for how many seasons claudia 14 what is it 15 going on 15 15 Mm -hmm. seasons you just sound a little bit left of center and and you also sound like you're making up excuse just in case you might not return q what do you think i I 100 agree with al i was going to say drew you don't have enough social currency to make a statement like this like i don't think the fans would give a damn if you came or went i don't think the network would give a damn if you came or went i don't think you i don't think your presence shifts the needle in any direction on that show. So for me, it's kind of given a whole lot of audacity to even, mm. you know, to, to to speak like this, Drew, because you don't have enough leverage. Like no one, no one would care. That show would not skip a beat That's if correct. you were not there. I think she probably feels that way. And I heard she is coming back. Um, uh, I think she feels like that because of all the people she probably feel that she gave the most as far as I agree. She was definitely at the middle of all the, from the clips I've seen. She's at the middle of it with Ralph and the girls coming for her. And she was always in some mess. So I think she feels like she worked really hard and really had to give it up. So I, I guess she feels confident in that, but I have heard from good sources that she is definitely back. And, um, this, I think they're fighting. Well, she's fighting for the marriage. So, mm. Dania Jackson, the ex wife of controversial YouTuber Derek Jackson, is interested in teaching women how to be modest by examining their attitudes and intentions of the heart before showing up to church. Are you here for this advice from Dania? Dania, Dania, Q? She couldn't give me instructions on how to get to the mailbox. <laughs> Okay. And modesty, wasn't she just, didn't we just do a story two weeks ago? She was modest. Booted and uh, tooted. Tight-fitting, tight-fitting uh, fashion Nova dress. You know, it, 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 it's funny because I could use this segment right now and really go straight rolling Ray or Hazel E on this girl. 
but I'm going to exercise a little bit of, uh, of compassion and grace. That man put her through that mm -hmm. man put her mm -hmm. through and she is, she's not well mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. right now. She's yeah. what we are witnessing is a black woman cracking. She's, she's becoming unraveled and she's, she's, she's trying to give off that she's well and she's healthy and, 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 and she's not, she is all over the place. And I think that, um, I think she's still trying to get his attention. I mm. think she's trying to get somebody's attention. I think she's trying to get male attention. Um, I mm. think that she needs to take a break from social media and, and, and go get some therapy and just really become a whole again. All right. Al, what do you think? I really think that she's trying to pivot and capitalize on all this attention that she's getting, but what she has not done yet is process the trauma from the attention that she's getting, if that makes sense, right? She her her life has completely just unraveled, right? Everything that she talked about, everything that she lived, everything that she believed in was thrown back in her face and said, ha ha ha. And it's done in the worst way. The sad part is the more we talk about her, the more I get creeped out and freaked out because she has not healed and she's trying to still make something out of the moment. And that's the part where if you don't heal and you try to make something out of a, a very toxic moment that was that was really bad, you look like this. You look like you're going through a mental breakdown. You look like you're spiraling. You look like you're part, you're mixed messages. You're looking like you're just grabbing for anything. And and I get it. I get it because you got to think, did she have a job before she was him? Was he the main income provider in the household? She obviously did whatever he said. So now she's trying to figure out a way to stand on her own. I'm like, I'm like Q 110%. Sweetheart, you got to stop because it, it's not working. All right. And you've got to heal. Go heal. Once you heal, your story would be so powerful that you could share with many, many black women and they can relate to it. But right now they are not relating to you and you're detached from them because of how you're presenting this whole kind of pivot and rebranding re of yourself. Go heal. Figure it out, take some time away and come back with a good book that can help other black women who have all been in that seat the same way you have. I have never seen someone fumble an opportunity for a rebrand like this woman. You were the victim. You had everybody on your side. You were in the right. He was in the wrong. Right. It was obvious. If you would have just shut up for six months, yep. six months, be quiet, go somewhere, do a makeover, do some healing, get away. We will notice the glow up and then we'll want to know, hey, what did you do to get out of that? That's we right. will notice the change behavior and we'll say, damn, you was down real bad. But guess what, sis? I got to give it to you because mm -hmm. you just did the work. Instead, you went online and you said goofy stuff like every person speaking against the names, Dania Jackson and Derek Jackson and mockery. Uh, may the mercies of God be withdrawn from you. May your husband and wives become widows. Let your children be fatherless. Girl, bye. You're giving mm -hmm. crazy. I don't even want mm -hmm. your advice once you heal now. Yeah. Now you seem yeah. ridiculously like you seem insane. Like yeah. now I went from feeling bad for you to being like, say why your husband was out there because you look crazy and i i can't put it all on him because you chose to use the lord's name and curse the rest of us but we how are we in it how the hell are we in it you had a chance you had everybody on your side and now like you said I, well, I want nothing from you not even can you put a picture up no makeup tips because the no, neck and the true. face ain't matching i don't want to know about man from you nothing Nothing. You do look a lot better though. I, I, I will give you that. She do look better. But 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 it's giving crazy in the eyes still. It's still giving <laughs> she, she apologize for cursing us. She cursed us to be She did. That she did. be a widow and be childless and that, right. that doesn't seem like a woman of God to say some stuff like that. You want our people to die because you got cheated on? <laughs> and because yeah. we spoke on it? Get out of here, girl. All right. Social media's favorite gossiper. Charleston White was charged with animal cruelty and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Charleston is currently in a local correction center on a $31,000 bond. 
What are your thoughts on this story? Q, what do you think about this dude? Oh, I'm scared of this man. He might roll up on me and fight me. Like this man is this man is crazy. He's unhinged. Um I'm not gonna lie, there are times when I'm laying in the bed at two o'clock in the morning scrolling through Instagram, and I am slightly entertained by some of the things that be coming out of his mouth. However, we have to stop platforming people who are reckless like this because he's just the older version of Krishan and Blueface and all of them. He gets negatively rewarded. I mean, he gets positively rewarded for negative behavior. And he is just ignorant as all get out. Um, I just want to know about the animal cruelty. Like I, all the reports that I found, I couldn't get the, the full story, just the charge. I'm hoping Al can give me a little more information on that. It's, it's so interesting, Q, because there's no there's no information to find. But this is what I do know. In that state, it's one of the toughest states against animal cruelty. So he's got to do time. Whenever you see that animal cruelty charge, you you do not play with people's animals anymore, everybody. It's not cool. It's it's almost bad leaving them outside with the doghouse these days. But he's definitely going to see some time from what I read. I have I don't understand if he shot the dog or if he hit the dog or what type of cruelty it was. But we are going to find out in the next couple of days. And it's so interesting because we're in a cancel culture cycle here. And, you know, he better hope because people already were on the fence with him, whether, you know, because of his controversial ways and everything. I think for him, he just better hope that this isn't the one that's going to teeter him on the wrong side of that fence and he be canceled. He can't get canceled. You know why? The people that kind of do something wrong, they get canceled. They, like Chrisette Michelle, she had the audacity to sing at the uh, at Trump's inauguration. inauguration. Canceled, mm -hmm. never to be heard from again, right? Was it really that big of a sin? No, she got a bag, okay? But someone that does look at the people that are in, that are dominating our media, the Krishans, the blue face. Well, I'm gonna say blue face, Carlissa, Charleston White. They never go away. They Hope are like puppies. We say they're gonna get canceled, but they don't because we cannot look away. It's a bad car accident. We'd be like, mm -hmm. we should be canceling that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't like <laughs> this man said a million things already that should have get canceled. I don't think him hitting a dog is going to do it. Maybe with white people. But, you know, black people are with animals. We'd be like, eh, was the dog sick? Did it have a vet bill? <laughs> uh, I don't really take my dog to the hospital anyways. You know how we are. But I'm just saying, I know it's a stereotype, but we, we, we don't. We say we talk a big game about mm -hmm. black excellence, but we do not deliver. If anything I learned from 2023 is pretty trash. A lot of us are trash. We say we don't like it, but these are the people that are popular. I heard he gets like thirty, forty thousand dollar booking fees now. That is ridiculous. Can TGIF get thirty, forty thousand? I know, right? And booked you know what? what? Didn't, didn't Caesar get canceled from? He got canceled for beating that dog. Yeah. So we do cancel. Black people do turn that back. Mike Vick well, got canceled but, but, but for a little the while. Difference. The difference is Caesar had a network job. Charleston's just a free agent. You know, he's just. True making his money on his own. So he can't he can't be fired because he's not employed anywhere. How did he become a thing? Just being outrageous? I think so. I guess so. Just like Sexy Red. It's just, it's just. I would say we're going to do better in 2024, but I think it's going to get worse. I really do. I don't, I don't I don't see any hope at the end of this tunnel, any light. Come Keep it locked. Coming up next, Cameron Diaz has an interesting viewpoint on married couples that sleep together. And later, find out what holiday cookie is... On the loose in Virginia. Keep it locked. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. During an appearance on Molly Sims' podcast, actress Cameron Diaz shared her perspective on the normalization of married couples sleeping in separate beds or even in separate homes. Cameron said to me, I would literally, I would literally, I have my house. You have your house. We have the family house in the middle. I will go and sleep in my room and you go sleep in your room. I'm fine. Do you agree with Cameron? Al, you are laughing over there. So what do you think? I'm laughing at Q because Q cracks me up. I swear we did behind the scenes. So you know what, Claudia, it's so interesting. Like about two years ago, one of my best friends, a female black woman, 
that we've known for, that I've known over 20 years told me that her and her husband have decided to be what's called married but living single. And I had never heard that from a black couple before, right? And I was just like, really? What is the dynamic of that? So she explained to me that they maintain separate homes. Um, the daughter stays with her and then they pick a home to do the woo-wah-woo in depending on how they want to mix it up. But they live separately and that's what maintains their marriage. So I started thinking about that and I started researching it and I read an article in the New York Times. Do you know close to 4 million married couples in America do this? And this is a 40% increase in the last 15 years of individuals, I mean, of couples deciding that they want to maintain their marriage, but they want to live separate. I find it fascinating. And I say this, hey, if that decreases the divorce rate and it decreases the trauma on the kids and it increases, you know, the, the livelihood that the two of them can still thrive as a couple, then this is a thumbs up for me. I'm all for it. Key, what do you think? I'm all for it too. I, I honestly think a lot of marriages don't work because in our society, we've got this one model of marriage that everybody is trying to fit into and it just doesn't work for everybody. I always said I wanted a bridge house, your house, my house, a bridge in the middle with a door. And my mind got open to this way of marriage. I got uh, two older lawyer friends in Atlanta they both were very successful, got married in their late 40s, both had very nice homes. They were looking for a house after they got married and they were found themselves getting into fights with the realtor, fights with themselves. The realtor was showing them properties. He would like one, she wouldn't like it. They just couldn't find it. It became very stressful. And they were at a property standing around the island in the kitchen. And the guy said to the wife, wait a minute, you like your house and I like my house who said we have to live together? And a light bulb went off and they said, child, we're going to stay in our respective houses. And that's what they did. And after hearing their story is what opened my mind to the, we don't have to necessarily cohabitate. I mean, I, I love it, but this is also a privilege type of thing. This isn't for everybody, right? This is because right. usually marriage helps build you up financially because you have two incomes in the one household. This is for people who have the means and we're being sensitive to people who don't, but we're talking about the people that can. I, I think this is a fantastic idea. If you have the money to afford this, it it, uh, it avoids uh, things getting stale and old and then you still can date each other. Only thing it does open the door. It makes it super easy to cheat because you go to someone's house and the girl be like, well, I mean, ain't I see no wife there. And I see no, no signs of a woman or a man or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good way to still date and not let things get old. And uh, but, but I, yeah, I, that that's funny. You said that funky, that bridge thing. Cause I, I swear, I thought about that too. I I think that would be such a perfect way to have it. Yeah. You know, and then you get sick of someone, you like go to your wing. But again, yeah, rich people privilege, right? Rich people stuff. All right, coming up, we have your tea bag of the week, and we will be right back. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, a ginger man, gingerbread man in Virginia is on the loose after it was spotted on the security camera trying to enter a family's home. The family told officials, we noticed the door was trying to be pushed. We look at the camera and look at this guy in a costume. What are your thoughts on this creepy story? And what if you saw a gingerbread man like trying to get up in your house? Key, what do you think about this? It's creepy and it's funny at the same time because it's like... Who does this and where does this happen at? Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed because I'm, I'm the child in me would love to be driving up and down a tree-lined street with Christmas lights and seeing the gingerbread man interacting with the community and just walking around like he's a real person. But it's unfortunate that we can't even partake in the joy of what this could be because some idiot wants to use his powers for bad. You know what I'm saying? And making people feel unsafe. And listen, we live in a crazy world. He's lucky he didn't get shot, whoever he's is, because you're going to go to the wrong person's door and jiggle their door handle. We're already seeing stories where you can't even back up in people's driveways without them shooting at you. And now you've got the audacity to be jiggling someone's door handle. Nah, buddy. Um, he, gonna, he better be careful. All right. Um, Al, what do you think? I mean, I agree with you. I mean, <laughs> 
this just doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't understand why he wasn't arrested. Cops were called. He allegedly tried to enter someone's home, but they they found no reason to arrest him. I, that's even scarier than what he's doing. People in costumes like this, I'm sorry, they have always freaked me out. Like when I would go to like Times Square or even like Hollywood and uh, Hollywood Boulevard, Hollywood and Highland, I understand that's a way some people make some money. You know, they get out there, they have a costume on. But I always be wondering, like, the mentality of someone that does that. Like, you a grown-ass man, like, 40, 50 years old, and you put on, like, a tattered Spider-Man suit or Elmo, and you're, like, going up to kids and strangers, and you're like, hey, 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 uh, This guy ain't working. He's not getting tips. He's walking around a neighborhood and trying to open up people's... Like, I'm telling you, these people are weird. I was working with this guy who was a director, like, for a play, but on the side, he would be, like, Santa Claus. Like all different kind of characters like uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm just like, it it's creeps me, yo. I, it's, it creeps me out, yo. Look at how creepy he looks. Where did you buy that? Where did you get that costume? Like, I have questions. That is weird to me. All right, y'all. Florida is once again floridering after releasing a new bill that will make it illegal for drivers to stay in the left lane on the highways if they are driving under 65 miles an hour and not exactly not actively passing. The bill is expected to go into effect at the top of the year. What are your thoughts on this proposed bill, Funky? You know what? Uh, I guess I think the only thing that pissed me off about the bill was the privilege of it all and how it arose. One of the lawmakers or whatever was complaining about the fact that he has to drive to and from Tallahassee. Uh, to do his law work. And that's what made him or him or her come up with this bill. And it's like, oh, there was something cringy about that. Um, you had a personal issue. So now you want to make a law to accommodate your personal issue. The reality of the situation is Florida is so overpopulated, especially South Florida. We can't afford to just have a lane that's only for passing. Like we need more damn lanes. So uh, you, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess. All right, Al. I like it, <laughs> and I wish it was in more states. The little bit of driving that I do, I cannot stand when a driver is doing like fifty or fifty-five in the far left lane. Why are you even in that lane? What are you doing? Get out that lane. And I'm gonna tell you what, it's only $158 as a fine in Florida. They may they need to make it $250. That way people will definitely stay out of that lane. When I tell you it drop well, y'all know I got road rage, so let's not even go down this road. Where are you going so Thank fast? Rick, I'm doing fast. the speed limit. They not even doing the speed limit. They be doing 55 when it's 65, and they be like, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Holding up traffic. You see all the traffic behind you. Get your ass over, please, and thank you. I live in Texas. Our speed limit is like 70, 75. So I, I, I don't really have this problem. I'm double-minded on this. Yes, on the selfish part, much like the lawmaker, I can see how it's annoying, right? But on the big picture thing, this is what bothers me. Florida and a few other states like Texas is becoming like we are no longer the land of the free. We're getting just a little bit too micromanaging of every little single thing in people's lives. And I think this is a slippery slope we're going down. It's going to be okay if you're driving too slow in the fast lane, we're going to give you a ticket for this. If you ain't driving this speed in the middle lane, you're going to have, before we go, before you know, we're going to look like communist country. Okay. Where everything is just too micromanaged. And I think we're getting to a point where, like, we already worked to worry about people's sexuality, their bodies, their health care, their this, their schools, the books they can read. Now you're going to tell me about dry. It's just, I feel like it's a little micromanaging. But micromanage I, I those <laughs> slow people right out that fast lane. They drive me nuts. That's why I already got harassed driving. You don't even drive, Al. You don't even drive. But you that's why. They drive me nuts. They <laughs> drive me nuts. You want to know something, Al? I would not ride in the car with you. You shouldn't. There's just something, ab there's something about you that just says don't know how to drive. Like I can drive. Let's, uh, don't get it wrong now. I can drive. I've never been in an accident. I just have a a bad case of road rage and if you want my damn meter to go woo 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 drive 50 in the 65 lane i'll run i will run you out the road i'll come on the other side of you toot my horn and curse you out i promise you i will
Yeah, because I don't really know Al to have ever driven. Like, so I would be like a little. You know, like, he you know. don't look like he know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a Hollywood couple breakup alert. Mm. Who is it? Okay, according to the Messenger, Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner have called a quiz. A source close to the relationship said both have incredibly busy schedules right now, and with their careers, they decided to make that a priority. Are you surprised or did you not even know they were together? Uh, Q? I don't even know them people. <laughs> I don't even know them people. I, I just... <laughs> he got a hot song, all right. It was some hot songs. He's very popular, especially around the Latinos and the whites. I mean, he's a super mega star. Right? A mega star. I mean, I've heard his name. I've heard his name, but like in my in, in my daily life, I don't know them people. Right. Like, I, I really don't care. Okay, Al. I, you know what the deal is? Conceptually, I get it. Chris Jenner, they do make a cute couple. Can you put the picture back up, production? Oh, they're so cute, but I never bought it. I never bought it. This this gives me contract vibes. Uh, they said that it was a very rough relationship from the very beginning of Rocky. They try to claim it on their travel. I think it looked good to put them together in the media, but realistically, it never hit for me. It felt unnatural, it felt forced, and it felt like, you know, Let's do this for the media. I know she's she's busy being like that, which is a what kind of world? She's the top model in the world, which is wild, right? And he's super super busy, so I get them not being able to see each other. Um, but Kendall, I, she was like my she kind of been running through them lately. Kendall, you gotta relax a little bit now. You the fresh face one. All right, we have covered so many crazy stories this year, so we like to end our show by handing out an award to a person who exemplifies pure delusion. This is our tea bag of the week. All right, y'all, our tea bag of the week goes to Jonathan Majors. Fellas, what do you have to say about our honorary tea bag of the week, Al? He earned it. He earned it, baby. He closed out 2023, earning every piece of this tea bag honor. And I don't even know what else to say. Like, we tried to tell you, but you don't listen. I. I'm gonna pass it to Q. You know what? He got the tea bag of the week, and he's a douchebag. I, like I said, none of us were there to watch, witness, or participate. But I believe every single word. I believe something is off with this brother. I believe he's a great actor. I loved him in Lovecraft Country. I loved him in his Marvel stuff. I can love your acting and condemn your personal actions. There's just something about Jonathan Majors that rubs me the wrong way. And, and right. Al Sharpton says it best, just because you my color don't mean you my kind. There's just something about him that reads, he's just not not our kind. I, I don't mm -hmm. know, there's something weird about him. Mm -hmm. Roland Martin did a whole breakdown on the whole case and he actually thinks he was, you know, uh, well, from what I saw in the headlines, a little bit railroaded, but listen, at some point you are responsible for the, uh, you know, the things that you keep getting caught up in. The, the streets say it's been more than one time that, that, that he's this is the one that he had to pay for. Jonathan, I hope you you can take this time to do a rebrand because, you know, you are talented, so there will always be a space for you, but you can't come back arrogant. You came back, you can't be arrogant. You have to humble yourself and you will get, you could get another chance possibly. Yeah, he's very young. And like, we didn't know who he was until 2017. It's only been six years for him to build. I agree with you, Claudia, he's talented. I think he has plenty of time. You know, he's got at least 30 years in him. Stop making the face. Just yeah. stop. I can't. It's too look. I can't do it. I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for Street Flavor. Have a great Christmas weekend. Merry Christmas, y'all. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.